Hey folks, this is Frank from the Nonproductive Network wishing all of you a happy birthday 2020. That's not what anybody says. Uh, a happy new year from everyone here at Nonpro. Yeah, that's it. In this new year, we need your help to make our network better than ever just by answering a few questions. Go to non-productive.com forward slash survey and tell us a little bit about what you want from our shows. And you can enter for a chance to win a fabulous thank you prize and, of course, get the opportunity to sound off about everything you think about our station. Once again, that's non-productive.com forward slash survey. And thanks for all your support. Welcome to another exciting edition of Near Mid Comic Radio, your local comic shop, shrunk down, gamma radiated, sworn to protect a world that fears and hates it, and aired live-ish every week, only on the Nonproductive Network, the only place that would have us. I'm your host, Frank, joined in the studio as always by Al, Pete, and John Trumbull of Back Issue Magazine from Two Morals Publishing. And we are on issue eight of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes, the 1985 Crisis on Infinite Earths, the thing that started it all and, uh, you know, maybe arguably has something to do with the CW version. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so we're at, we just, issue seven was um, a major death. We, 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 the end of Supergirl and uh, she sacrificed herself to save uh, the five remaining um, universes uh, from the Anti-Monitor. And this issue, wow, the hits keep coming. They do. <laughs> uh, another super iconic cover, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, and um, who wants to start us off? Uh, spoilers. This issue has the death of the Flash. Yeah. Yes. So so, um, so one issue we have Supergirl killed off. Next issue, Flash is killed off. And then 30 years after that, they both have shows on the CW. Mm. Mm. I wonder if they're going to have it towards the end. Yeah, probably will. Yeah. All right. Oh, Flash, I'm sure we'll still be around. So it, yeah. it's it's an interesting uh, setup. We, we were basically picking up right where we left off with the Antimoder who just got his uh, rear handed to him by Supergirl. Uh, actually, Supergirl, dest- we, we, I don't think we talked about it much in the episode. Supergirl destroys his body as well. Yes. It's not just his uh, big MacGuffin machine, but his body, which, of course, gives a great uh, excuse for a redesign of Anti-Monitor. Which yeah. I don't like nearly as much. I, I'm, I'm a little more partial to the first look as well. Um, he, he's got a new, more organic-looking armor. Apparently, that was because George Perez discovered over the course of drawing issues six and seven, it was really tough to draw that monitor armor over and over and over. Oh, yeah. And it was with hev- him in action. heavily detailed. Because it's very complex. It was very busy. And, and it, it was tough to move him around in that. So George was like, okay, I gotta... He looks really cool when he's just standing there, but when he's moving around and fighting people, it doesn't work as well. So I have to redesign this. So also, this is the hey, new no look capes. that he came up with. And uh, yeah. yeah, and now now he's got a, a neat uh, sleek look for spring. Yep. So, you listen so, to Edna Mode. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, while we're since we're bringing up Pexar, <laughs> I, I feel like this version of Anti-Monitor is Zerg from Buzz Lightyear of Star <laughs> I can Command. see that. I can there's see that. A, there's a, I mean, obviously, that cam- comes well afterwards, but there's something about that giant face. Yeah. So much teeth to kick in. And, and you know, also, I like, we didn't really mention this last issue, the Psycho Pirate, he is, his usefulness to the, mon- the Anti-Monitor has ended 
Because last issue, the Anton Hunter was like, dude, I was planning to use you for just this moment. Right, when and, all the heroes came. And all of the Psycho Pirates' powers were exhausted. And Psycho Pirates like, well, you had me controlling like people from on three Earths. I'm kind of spent right now. I really... <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I just did a spa day. Yes. And, and, and Anton Hunter is just like, ah! This is the whole reason I got you, dude. And you, ah! What good are you to me? You're the worst one of yous I could have <laughs> uh, like getting mad. Okay. That's like getting mad at your scroll in Dungeons and Dragons because you used it before the boss fight. Well, yeah, and it's no. like anti-martyr. You found you literally found this guy in an insane asylum. Yeah, what were you expecting? This was not well thought <laughs> out. I love how he's just sitting there and he's like, "I I have neither the time to hunt down or create one of your ilk." Yeah, it's just like I just don't have the time to do. It. Like, no, the martyr. He's just so done with everything. He's just like, "Oh, I can't even look at you right now." They really it's have. Like to- he had he had enough knowledge of different characters to reel off a list of uh, emotion-controlling characters Here's that he could have used. Done. He says, like, I could have used this person, I could have used that person, but no, there, I go with you. There <laughs> is a sitcom in their relationship that I would watch. I want a spinoff. I, like I want the odd couple with the anti-monitor and psycho pirate. I, I would yeah, buy that there series. Yes. Same actors involved in, in the shows, too. That yes, would, be fun. yes. Walter Matthau yeah. as the anti Hunter and Jack Lemmon as the Psycho Pirate. Oh, Done. God. I have itself. gotten two mentions of Jack Lemmon and Walter I, I, Matthau I have noticed. in two non-pro I, I, yeah, shows this week. I'm very proud amazing. of myself. Uh, so, yes, in this issue, um, it, Psycho Pirate is sort of wandering around at the start going, I'm going to keep being useful. I'm going to end my fingers. Uh, it's interesting that Psycho Pirate is fun for me, but Pariah is tedious. I yeah. can't stand Pariah, but Psycho Pirate, I'm like, you stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, as weird as it sounds, there's more to the Psycho Pirate than just pathos. Yeah, like, and yeah. also because people will crap on his day, so mm-hmm. it feels like he kind of gets his comeuppance. But oh, yeah. Pariah, like nobody says Pariah. You want to almost like- no one acknowledges Pariah, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, would you? Oh, if you I were would. at a party that where Pariah the was there, you would go to the other side of the room and find yeah. someone else. I was like, to talk hey, to. how you doing? Like, oh well, I watched the death of a thousand different. Others. Oh, jeez, you know I. I, I think know. I got a doctor's appointment or something. I gotta. I gotta get something lance. Pariah is like sitting in the corner with headphones, and he's like just blasting the cure oh, whenever God. he's not yeah, on here. He's he is so emo. Uh, so in this, uh, let's see, where do we where do we want to go? New look for oh, um for we did we had new work for, from the monitor we went over. Um, I like that we got dark side in this issue. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of a tease, a little bit mm-hmm. of like dark side tenting his fingers, going and Desaad going. Yes, I knew this was. Uh, yeah. A, a very a useful, uh, a very useful. This is why Darkseid isn't involved. In yeah, this. That, uh, yeah, which I yeah. would have actually questioned uh, at some point to be like, "Where's like you know the all powerful evil guys? Like what's yeah? Like oh, they're hanging back and waiting to see who wins, and then uh, that makes sense. I'll just murder whoever and, lives at uh, the end of this. Yes. I, I mentioned this to Frank before we started recording when I was rereading the issue. On this page, Marv Wolfman has a little fun, and he uses quotation marks the same way that Jack Kirby did when he was scripting the new gods and the forever people and all that mm-hmm. he would Kirby would use like quotation marks as like emphasis and and he's like cease your silence your sniveling desaad I have already taken quote certain precautions unquote and it's he's, it's so uniquely Kirby he and, speaks in Kirby the, the, yeah. the inhabitants of apocalypse speaking Kirby yes yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, really it's so great and I am so there for it it's, it is great tip of the hat to Marv Wolfman for yeah. that yeah 
Really nice. Yeah. Uh, and we also, you know, we give a little bit of uh, equal time to the Guardians, who are also personas non involved in the story They're so far. They're going through bureaucratic BS. That was <laughs> just... The fact that they were like, oh, by two votes you missed... I'm like, what am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> the Guardians are getting very snippy with each oh other. Oh my god. It's like, how you, did they go from like, our, our society was perfect, amazing, yeah. wonderful. We didn't really like questioning the origin of the universe, which wasn't explicitly said at any point, but just assume it was true. And to this issue where it's like, oh, you failed your resolution by two, so that's why evil lives. <laughs> what? But... We have to do something about this. Quickly, we must draft a procedural amendment. <laughs> by the way, uh, a fun fact about the Guardians. Their original look was designed by Green Lantern artist Gil Kane after David Ben-Gurion. Who, oh, wow. <laughs> who, so they are, it's an entire planet of small blue David Ben-Gurions. Makes so, sense. Uh, yeah, so yep. that's fun. <laughs> Uh, we we pick up some loose threads here. Um, uh, we we get a little bit more detail about Red Tornado, barely. Uh, yep. Red to- Tornado's on the operating table. So yeah. how would you pronounce the, the the villain who created Red Tornado? How do you pronounce his name? Doctor T O Morrow. T O Morrow. T O Morrow. Yeah, because yeah. ref- his phone name is Thomas Oscar Morrow. Why not just? I know there's there probably there is a Tom Morrow, isn't there? There's got to be a comic character named yeah. Tom Morrow. I think there is. I, I think there's a couple. Of I, I didn't read it that way. That's not how I read it. Well, how'd you read it, Doctor Tomorrow? That's Doc, how I read it. That's fine. That's yeah. absolutely fine. It's obviously what they're playing at. Yeah. But when you look, think about what characters are saying as they are very dismissive of Cyborg basically says he's going to slap him like three times. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And, but he's still referring <laughs> Am to Am I going to have to pimp slap you? They're still <laughs> referring to him literally as his preferred his preferred name, which is T.O. Morrow. And I'm like, that's respectful. That is respectful. Well, it's, it's his given name. I, that is his actual I don't name. know if I would call him. I think I would call him Tom at some point yep. just to shut up up or morrow but like i, they, I think refer to him as the thing that would look coolest yeah. in a word bubble oh, I, th- we, I think calling him morrow is a good way to just show their disdain for him yeah but they don't yeah. do that they can we reference him? the uh the the little aside with uh Mar- martian manhunter and uh yeah. oh my and firestorm God, firestorm where he's like hey you mind backing it up a little bit i'm just like i'm kind of uncomfortable <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't need you're a little bit in my face right now you're, you're a little bit in my see i'm vulnerable to fire your hair is literally fire Maybe, You're maybe triggering just, me. Oh, oh, don't, oh, don't worry. Oh, don't worry. That's, I'm like, I can control my fire. Like, I don't really care. Like, yeah. just back off of it, it. It's a great bit of character right there because, uh-huh. like, they, they get to acknowledge that this isn't just people who are standing in the room because somebody decided to draw them there. Right. There's dialogue that goes with them. But yeah, it is very funny. And uh, later on, when there is an explosion, spoiler, I guess, yeah. later on in the book, <laughs> yeah. uh, there is a call out where. Uh, for whatever reason, um, Marv, uh, Martian Manhunter, Marvin the Martian, Martian Manhunter is like popped out with like shock look on his face as fire is burning all around him. Uh-huh. I mean, that's really that's tense. Yeah, I, that's I his worst nightmare. It. Yeah, I really do enjoy all the little elements here. One little bit I love is that they have the atom at microscopic size crawling around inside Red Tornado's body, and that's and and they have a little callback. In that scene, because He's there's got a sword. there's there's that famous uh, issue of the Avengers where Ant Man goes inside the Vision, and uh, it was drawn by Neil Adamson. It was in the Kree Scroll War, so it's a very memorable sequence. And while the Adam's crawling around in there, he's they say like. Go for vision scan and see and see what you're looking at. Oh, and I'm like, that's got to be an intentional shout out. I think that's that a fan theory. I don't believe it. 
Okay. <laughs> no. You bear a grudge. <laughs> For listeners, that's going to be like two weeks separated, and they're like, wow. All right, but anyways, yeah, no, that is that is really cool. Um, I, I was just pointing out the fact that the Adam has his sword, because at this point in the comics, he yeah. was, what, with like, like an Amazonian tribe? Like he was, he went, he was lost in the Amazon jungle at his six inch size, and yeah. he found an entire group of aliens who were also six inches tall. Ridiculous. And he, and he became like a sword and sorcery thing. Be, basically just because Gil Kane liked to draw that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, so. more power to you. If you got a character that you're, you're writing and you'd rather do it a different way, go just do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and but, if it's a character that nobody cares enough about, you can have the opportunity to do that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But like when you put them in a crossover, you at least have to give two panels for... It's a good thing Batman has it. Or no, Superman. 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 Yeah, yeah. because at this point, the Atom couldn't change his size anymore. Yeah. So I like that they tried to plug that hole. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thank God Superman still had his reducing ray. One thing I find shocking, while I brought it up accidentally, so little Batman in this story. I did not expect that. I thought, I guess I've gotten mm. used to Batman being everywhere. And also having the, the answer to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, this, and I didn't realize that that wasn't the case at this point. This was, they They weren't quite playing super, or excuse me, they weren't quite playing Batman as the ubermensch guy that he became. Right. Uh, yeah. Because he, he hadn't been totally Frank Millerized yet. So, <laughs> so he was, he was still like a somewhat vulnerable Bronze Age Batman at this point. Don't, don't bring up Frank Miller and Ubermensch in the same sense. <laughs> <laughs> it may be a book he's working on. Uh, so, yes, Blue Devil is there also. Mm-hmm. Who uh, um, automatically assumed everything was over and just kind of hanging out with the swim trunks. Like, I, I thought love, we were done. I love how everybody yep. on all the Earths was like, all right, back to business as usual. <laughs> sure, all but five of Infinity died. But Infinity died. But, eh. I'm okay. But Blue Devil has to work on his tan. He has to be a slightly darker Blue Devil. So. Yes. I gotta go back to being the mascot for Duke University. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, F Duke. But I, as far as I'm, I, wow. I could tell right now... <laughs> it's my school motto, sorry. Okay. Uh, Blue Devil was not like... Like set up exclusively to be hurled out into space so that he could have space adventures. This this was basically just to set up a crossover in wow. Blue Devil's next issue. Interesting. Uh. So we're we're just blatantly setting up things for other books at this point. Very good. And yeah. then uh, uh, I think Firehawk's new costume also gets revealed in this moment. Yeah. In, in big a, improvement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would. I'll I, agree I would with say that. that. Yeah. Her first one was really generic. Yeah. And it's I less like, generic. And definitely. and this one I like that the uh, the color scheme contrasts with Firestorm better. Question: so. Is Red Tornado dead? Now I think he may be in the next stage. Of, so well, I, yeah, Red Tornado is never really alive. He's uh, a, he's an android, as not his in the way well, you creator says many times. Uh, the Red Tornado thing was also followed up in another Crisis crossover. It was in JLA Annual Three. Where, yeah, because I don't remember him yeah. coming back, but I also remember this being where he died. Now this is a setup for his next gotcha. version yeah. of him. He, he like yeah, he kind of goes into a new incarnation and becomes yeah, yeah. like an elemental. So, so let's get right into it. Let's back on in the antimatter universe where antimatter shows off his cool new duds mm-hmm. and psycho pirate has decided, Hey, you know what? I'm going to mess around with flash for a little while. Do you want to, you want to help me build a snowman? Uh, <laughs> yeah, effectively they have a musical number. Flash goes ballistic. Yep. I love this sequence flash losing it, be able to resist psycho pirate losing control and then regaining it just enough to like stop himself from killing psycho pirate, but then using him to mount a revolution. I lost it. I was so excited by this part. 
so cool. Especially the revolution part. Where yeah. he's just flash speeding yeah. him to <laughs> yes. a bunch of uh, thunderers so that they, and, and anti-monitors like, what's happening? <laughs> I just love him him breaking out of he he's imprisoned in this in this sort of gel. They don't really say what it is, but he he breaks out of by literally spinning his body and spattering all this this gelatin all over the place, and he just says, Psycho Pirate. Eat Jello, and, oh, and it's drops great. the product reference. It is awesome. I love that. Oh man, here have some uh, Hostess je- uh, pudding cup. There's <laughs> always room for Jello. Wouldn't it be awesome pirate? if in the 12th issue they defeat the Anodyne Monitor through Hostess fruit, I'm, ki- I'm fruit pies? I'm still hoping that might be happening. That would be know. that would be incredible. It would it would definitely tie back even more from the DC universe, like those little like cool fun comic advertisements with like Luke with Lex Luthor stealing 40 cakes. I, yes. I, maybe that's what's happening on Brainiac ship. They could just be <laughs> they stealing, are stealing 40 cakes. From, <laughs> one from each surviving Earth. So Five times never 40. Yes. That's terrible. That's 200 and that's way terrible. All right. Uh, wow. Just, what kind of hors d'oeuvres does Brainiac serve to at his get-togethers? I want to know. I want to know. I want. Does he call in caterers? There's. there's does, l- does he bake the stuff himself? I feel like he's the kind of person who has like an itinerary for everything they're going to do. Yes, and not everyone's on board. They're like, no, let's just chill, man. It's just, it's okay. We yeah. can just talk for a little while. And he's like, negative. We must, we must serve the hors d'oeuvres at seven oh five p.m. We're not going to get through MST3K the gauntlet unless we start immediately. <laughs> Oh. No, now is the time for apples to apples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How well do you know each other? Oh. I uh, would write this 12-issue series. I, wanna, I, I would write this series we got two in so a far. heartbeat. Yeah. I wanna, I'm telling you, my favorite part, and I hope there's never a revolu- resolution to it, is Brainiac gathering up his bros. <laughs> And the other one that is pretty good is uh, seeing, a, uh, what was it? It was a psycho pirate and the anti-monitor yes. as the audience. As roommates, yes. I think, I think that could be intolerable very yes. quickly, <laughs> but I, can, I would watch uh, a miniseries. At On November 17th, the anti-monitor's wife asked him to leave his place of residence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he went to the home of his childhood friend, the psycho pirate. <laughs> <laughs> really? Hand to divorce supervillain shared apartment without driving each other crazy. I do love that. But I, I should have gone to Raven's apartment. <laughs> I can't. You know what? I can't. I can't argue this, but I do think that Psycho Pirate's the one who's in Anti Monitor's apartment. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it, I, it's I more that. But you know, uh, oh, we're gonna have to workshop it. Okay, we're gonna have to workshop it. All right. So yeah, Flash has a. I mean, beyond uh, beating the hell out of. Um, of Psycho Pirate, which is probably... And like, basically you know, leaving him to die. Yeah. And, and saying, well, like, you deserve whatever is coming like, I love you. that it's like, okay, yeah. but I'm just like, um, he's going to be so angry. There's so much happening. He's like, tough. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's great. Like, it's just so good. Like, and I, I, I think I undersold that. It's a tough, buddy. Yeah. And it's a, it's a... It's hard to, like... There's a definitely a point in comics where a hero would throw a villain off a cliff and be like, enough with you. Yeah. Right? And then there's a point in comics where a hero would never do that, but maybe the villain in their struggle will fall off the cliff. Right? Yeah. And this is a moment that's right in between. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Flash is tossing him aside. I'm not going to save you, but I'm also super busy right now because I no one's going to get saved. I'm going to die right now to try to dis- destroy this uh, machine. Yeah, because it's 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 half he doesn't care and half like there's no way I was getting you out anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that entire sequence of the it's Flash so great. unwinding himself is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, he... 
I'm sorry. Uh, these aren't all flashbacks, are they? I mean, some of these are like the, the Joker scene and the Batman scene are definitely things that we've seen in earlier issues, but I don't think we've seen Kid Flash yet. No, no, that's uh, it's actually a flash forward. Oh. I don't think I'm spoiling things to oh, very reveal neat. that. All right, so good. Yeah, no. that we will come back to that scene later in the book. That's intriguish. Re- really mm-hmm. cool. So, uh, yeah, my only issue with this part is when the anti-monitor, again, absorbs the entire antimatter universe, killing all, I guess, life in the antimatter universe. Right. Anti-life. To, anti-life to power himself so he could go back to the dawn of time and I, mess things up. I will absorb the power of one million worlds or whatever it is. Yeah. Now, I like that he's doing this. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very villainy thing to do. I like the challengers of the unknown tip. I like uh, Spectre being like, ooh, mamma mia. <laughs> but I like all that. The one thing that kind of I'm like, huh, is the antimatter universe having life to be destroyed. Like, what were the stakes here? Was there just like, it was this like, for example, if this is Earth 7 and Earth 8 and Earth 7 is devouring Earth 8, right? Your question is like, well... I don't know if that matters. I mean, I guess. I guess you shouldn't do that, but I don't really know. Yeah. Like, if all the uni- if the multiverse is coming together into the antimatter universe, and there's still going to be people, I don't know. I, it, we're back on to, maybe, like... Maybe if we had seen anti-Earth. And anti-Earth was full of people walking backwards and uh, saying goodbye. Oh, to no, that would have been so... Bizarre uh, Earth. No, no, I don't, no, no I'm yeah. not serious about that. No. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know what anti the only anti people we've seen are the thunderers and their slaves and they're ridiculous and they're slaves but they're also inherently bad and they're turned extra bad when they're being used as anti-monitor people so it's it's just weird it's just it never really yeah you fleshes shouldn't out. feel too bad for those slaves because those slaves are also completely evil yeah <laughs> so we're told <laughs> it's irredeemably evil it, just nothing. trust us yeah. there's a lot of just trust us at this moment which is fine that's yeah. what the book is I'm, i, th- I'm I think it's it it Works more as a uh, setting up the lengths that the anti-monitor is willing to go to. It's like he's willing to just destroy his entire universe that he's conquered and throw it away to get more. Right. You know. It's, yeah, that is it's like Mr. Burns. You know, yeah. it's all my fortune. I would gladly, I, I would give it all up for just a little bit more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, him destroying everything to destroy everything more totally tracks for me it's just the thing that he's destroying is very confusing to me but whatever it is what it is yeah um but yeah pretty interesting so far and uh another swan swan i like that we live things leave things a little bit open with the flash Mm -hmm. you know the flash just kind of disappears we don't see him die per se and we don't have anything definitive to say that he's dead except for oh wait the flash 1956 to 1985 yeah well mark wolfman he actually built in a trap door where he could bring barry allen back if somebody wanted to he had uh an idea in mind to bring Mm. him back which was he would be like plucked out of that moment in time and he would basically be living on borrowed time much like the challengers of the unknown that we see a little later on in this issue but he would have to live his life knowing that at any moment he could go back to that moment of his imminent death. Oh, that's neat. That's so, really interesting. And and a few years later in Secret Origins, where they did an annual with uh, both Barry's origin and Wally's origin, they did a little retcon into this in that Barry, you see him sort of running so fast he's starting to disintegrate in this issue. And in that Secret Origins issue, they had him run so fast he basically transforms into the lightning bolt that 
turns him into the Flash. Oh, yeah, interesting. So yeah. I so his life becomes like a loop, which I right. thought was really neat. And they brought Barry Allen back about uh, I don't know ten years ago. Yeah, it was, he was dead for a long. He was. Time. He was dead for a good uh, thirty years, I think. Which is which is like like almost permanent in comic book. Time. It's an like, eternity in comic book time. Yeah. And and honestly, I'm still not entirely certain how they they brought him back. I read that story, but I did not understand. It, yeah, I mean, much at all. Let's be blunt here. It's not. It wouldn't be too difficult. Like, there's so much magic happening right now that it doesn't really oh, matter too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you could do it. Uh, but yeah, it is impressive that he was gone. I, I, my guess is, was Barry Allen just in a lot of other fiction instead of the mainstream comic universe? Because I feel like he was present during the last thirty years. Uh, independent of his reboot in 10 years ago. He well, was consistently mentioned, like when yeah. Wally West uh, became The Flash, and was Flash for a good long time. Yeah. The, he was right. consistently brought up and mentioned by Wally, um, uh, especially like what comes to mind is the Technus Imperative. I don't remember if anyone else has read he, that He one. was the absent mentor, the, the yeah. father yeah. figure who yeah. is deceased. And, and Wally was, for a long time, he was like, oh, I've got to live up to what Barry was. Yeah. And then he eventually surpassed Barry and became, in some ways, a better Flash than Barry did. Mm-hmm. 23 um, years, by the way. He was in an animated wow, was that for all? 23 years? Yeah. I that's thought it was a, closer to 30. That's a big but, chunk. Yeah. 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 No, well, this book is about what, how... This, this book is like about 35 years old yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I really loved this last scene. I think this might have been a, de- a better death scene than Supergirl's. Personally, uh, yeah, I could definitely. There's strength in both, and yeah, I, and definitely, we have some heavy storytelling ahead, and you know, finally, plot in a way that I can grasp and move forward on, which I'm excited about. I hope you're excited about it. We have uh, only a few issues left, but still uh, plenty of time for you to like, follow, and subscribe so you get the latest episode in the podcatcher of your choice. And please do leave us a good review. It helps people find out about the show. Can't wait for issue nine next week. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. 